It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. I am not taking this guy home. All my instincts. We have to tell him. I love him! Yeah? Well, you are crazy. Johnny Depp. Mommy. Mary Stewart Masterson. Aiden Quinn. Benny and June. Howdy doodly. This is the film with three brains. I'm Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. <laughs> Zoiks! This is Sean in Chicago. And it's Sam in San Francisco. Yeehaw! <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I love the exasperation. <laughs> That's actually better that, than though. laughter. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, movie we're going to be yakking about today is Benny and June. Um, uh, Johnny Depp film from uh, I already I forgot what year it was 1993 <laughs> uh, directed by a dude named Jeremiah Chechik um, whose only other real credit that I am impressed with is the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation which I think is really funny anyway so Benny and June um, I don't know why I picked this I wanted to pick a Johnny Depp movie and this is the one I could remember uh, like with the least amount of detail Although I remember liking it a lot when it came out. Hmm. So I thought, let's revisit. Um, Are you glad so, we did? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I enjoyed it second time around. Um, looking at it with a little more discerning eye with a, a few more years under my belt, it, um, you know, it has some flaws sort of on the script level, okay. I would think. That's never stopped you before, though. I I know. (laughs) But just the way the character of June is handled is a little... um, Not quite sure what the word is, but it's... You know, there's not a ton of depth to it. It feels very surface level. Sort of like what Hollywood thinks mental illness is, rather than actually what mental illness is, if that is a valid critique, you know? It seems Um, to be, because I think some critics agree with you. Yeah. Critics of the the day. I also think that... Almost every movie with someone with mental illness, and it has that same criticism. And I think at the, at the beginning of the movie, they did a, a halfway decent job of trying to show what it's like to live with someone with mental yeah. illness. Yeah. The flaw in all the movies is that then they make it look too easy. Yeah. And, you know. Right. But at the beginning, you were starting to get a sense like, yeah. Okay, he, you know, it's a real concern. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I was a little. I don't know. I thought perhaps they should have diagnosed her on camera, you know, or like given the audience an idea of, I mean, to me, I would assume she was schizophrenic or something along those lines, but I don't really know a whole lot about this sort of mental illness and mental illness in general. So I, I don't know. I'm just sort of, I'm just guessing based on her performance and stuff like that. I don't know if it needed it, but I kind of feel like it did. Well, I'm glad you brought this up. Good. <laughs> Go. <laughs> because someone actually wrote a paper about this movie oh, in yeah? June in particular. Mm-hmm. And it was in the International Journal of Social Science and Humanity, published hmm. in 2014, going through the probable and possible diagnoses of June. But then also, the author of the paper had found that the director specifically did not put a name for June's hmm. illness. Okay. Because and he gave her a number of varying symptoms that fall into like f- she has symptoms of four main illnesses. Uh yeah. The, the, she has schizophrenic symptoms which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. She has OCD symptoms. Mhm. She has mm-hmm. Asperger's symptoms. Sure. And post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. And specifically covered those without getting into one. So mm-hmm. that he wouldn't offend any one particularly particular group of the mentally ill. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if it was a movie about Asperger's, there'd be a whole bunch of people who'd be like, that's not how it is. You know? Sure. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, 
And that's what kind of makes in, in silly comedies like Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, I, know, I, I, I don't know. When I read it and I think about it, like I, I agree with you. Like I'd like to just lump it to a box. I mean, that's kind of my nature. I'm like, okay, this is where this fits. Um, but uh, well, for me, for me, it was more like I, I don't. It's difficult for me to. I don't want to say judge, but that's what I'm going to say. Judge her performance without knowing what she's trying to convey, I guess. And yeah, all those yeah, things you yeah. mentioned in retrospect, I'm like, okay, I think her performance, her performance is probably really excellent in that regard because, you know, I'm thinking of the various little ticks and the way she reacts to certain things and this and that. And it all, in retrospect, right now thinking about it, it felt authentic and real. But while I'm watching it, I thought, well, if she, if, I wasn't thinking specifically, but it was sort of in the in the vagaries of, well, if she's supposed to be this, I don't know if that her performance is conveying that. So yeah. I see what he's saying and I get it and that makes sense. But for me as a viewer, I felt like I couldn't properly gauge what I was watching without knowing. And, and maybe that's just my fault as a viewer, an uninformed viewer. Yeah. Yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerkweed. <laughs> but, um, and that, and that brings, actually brings me to what I said at the, at the end of our last episode when I picked this. And I remember feeling a little weird about their physical relationship the first time around I saw this. Because if, 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 if I'm not an expert on mental illness right now, believe me, in 93, <laughs> way less. <laughs> way, way, way less. So, so what's, what, yeah, what was and, and this time around, it didn't make me feel quite I, like I was like, OK, I, you know, I'm, I felt. I don't know, a little uncomfortable with it, but I mean, the reality is shit like that happens all the time and it must. Yeah. You know, because they're still human. They're still people, you know, right. they feel they feel love and shit. And so why wouldn't that happen? You know, yeah. anyway. Right. So, well, I guess the other thing, too, is that depending if you knew that she fit into OCD and PTSD mm -hmm. and those were the two you'd be like okay well that's those are, are real hurdles in life but mm -hmm. they don't stop people from falling in love right. or anything like that they don't you know whereas if she had if it's more serious i shouldn't say that that's not the right word if it's if it's something like schizophrenia in itself you're like okay does does she really know it, right you know which which version of her is going to be in love and which version's not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not that she's necessarily a split true split personality, but at the same time, right? You you often have different elements of your personality being really strong at any one time. Sure. And you could see how taking advantage. And I think that the, for the director's credit, like having Johnny Depp be kind of very innocent and a little bit on the slow side yeah. makes anything that happens between them less, you know, it removes the right. slimy aspect. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Agreed. Do you think in, there's any universe in which Laura Dern could pull off this? Sure. I like Laura Dern. Okay. I think she's a really good actress. Um, I mean, I, it's it's an open ended question. I'm not I'm not trying when to. When I when I read argue. you know when I read that um, it was supposed to be Laura Dern and Woody Harrelson, I assumed I, I guess I didn't know what role Woody Harrelson was supposed to play. Was it Sam or Benny? June. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Benny for sure. Yeah, yeah. So this was always a Johnny. I mean, I thought it was interesting. That it was supposed to be Johnny Depp and, and Winona Ryder because yeah. they were a couple, but then they broke up and she dropped out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, as far as Laura Dern, there's actually two competing trivia bits. One says she realized she was she was going to be billed third and she dropped out. And then really another uh, take is that they once Harrelson dropped out, she dropped out. Yeah. So that seems I like mean, an odd thing for someone like Laura. I mean, does Laura Dern ever had top billion in film? Yeah, it doesn't sound like her. I, I Not that I know what she's right. like as a person, but it, it seems a bit. Yeah, far-fetched. Far She'd be like, "Oh, I didn't get my enough credit. I'm just gonna drop out." It seemed like more of a studio thing. 
yeah. between Paramount and MGM. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll, how about I give a quick rundown for our viewers yes. who are under the age of 30 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Benny and June is a, a story about a uh, brother and sister, adult brother and sister in Spokane, Washington. Um, the sister has various mental illnesses that we've been discussing, and the brother is just a regular guy, trying, an uh, older brother trying to take care of her. Uh, their parents died what apparently is quite tragically and sudden in a car wreck when they were young. And he's been taking care of her ever since. He owns an auto garage, and he's really stretched thin. And uh, June's doctor is trying to convince him to put her in a, in a group home. And they meet and take in a friend of Benny's, uh, Benny's friend's cousin, <laughs> which was a, a, a bit of a leap. He um, basically lost in poker and in, in the pot. They don't use money. They use objects they bring with them. And in this case, it was his cousin, who was Johnny Depp. His, his friend's cousin. So he he loses and has to take Johnny Depp home, and he agrees to for some outrageous reason. Well, a bet's a bet. I think that's the reason. Sure. So Vivian saddled with me. Yeah. Uh, so Sam, Johnny Depp comes home with them, and him and June, you know, develop a, a you know, pretty slow develop of a, a relationship that, be, you know, they basically fall in love. And Benny freaks out over it. And, the, and it's a little side story about Benny not, being able to date or have relationships. And even though he goes out on a date with uh, Julianne, Mo uh, Julianne Moore, who's a, a waitress at the local diner and a, and a B-movie actress, or former B-movie actress, um, you know, the rocky road there for him and blah, blah, blah. Uh, everything works out mm -hmm. in the end, though. They, they wrap it up in a nice little bow, very neatly. Yeah. I think um, it does... Well, are we, can we jump ahead to our... our yeah, do it. Go. Uh, I feel like it's... It, it fits a little bit, or or we deserve that ending. Sure, um, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I I think that's the whole thing about like the mental illness versus this uh, sweet story about, mm -hmm. as you said, real people and real. You know, I mean, I feel like the theme is like everyone deserves a chance at happiness. Sure, you know, Benny, Jim, mm -hmm. June, Sam, all of them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's kind of hard to like get too deep into one specific illness be without like just making it a daily routine like okay Benny wakes up and helps her brush her hair and does this and that like they they scattered that in so you didn't have to you didn't have to like completely delve into the illness itself yeah and I think that helps you focus on the, them as people I mean yes it's it's a bit weird um as a thing to do but I mean that they wanted to make a certain kind of movie and they sacrificed a bit of like you know, um, normally uh, mental mental illness goes with the kind of Oscar bait or or mm -hmm. the the usual kind of dramatic film <laughs> right. more than this quirky comedy. Yeah. So I think as a balancing act, they, they think it was pretty successful. Yeah. Uh, I'd just like to say that um, regarding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just thinking about Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder's uh, opinions of you know and the way Hollywood handles the mentally disabled notwithstanding. Yes, um, I feel <laughs> that you know if you, if you guys have ever seen um, what's eating Gilbert Grape, another Johnny Depp movie. Of course. Um, Same year. I, yeah, when I saw that, I had never heard of Leonardo DiCaprio. I didn't know who he was, and I th after I saw that movie, I thought he was actually you know mentally yeah. disabled, handicapped, or whatever. I thought he really was, and that to me is a testament to. Like that is sort of a crowning amazing. achievement. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's like a crowning achievement in, in in this realm of performances. That role or that performance was it still ma amazes me how yeah. good it was. And then, <laughs> conversely, I, I think of two movies. One is um, that one with uh, Sean Penn. I have uh, that one, <laughs> and um, and the other is Radio with um, Cuba Gooden Jr. as two of the sort of egregiously awful ones. <laughs> Let me. Let me also say I've never seen either of those movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm judging them based on trailers alone. Wow. <laughs> because radio has probably the dumbest trailer I've ever seen. Oh, crap. Sam's writing this down or he's going to pick it next. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screwed us all. <laughs> and sorry, I, I almost forgot the, um, the one I hate the most is Nell. But I, I, you can't really, can't really, I don't count that because she's not really mentally handicapped or disabled in any way she has no real mental illness she was raised in seclusion by a mother who had had a stroke 
and talked funny because of it. Yeah, that's probably a good counter or example of how you could make make it not work. You know, like be, be vague about it and not work at all. Yeah, yeah, and then it's revealed. Wasn't it revealed as some sort of like M Night Shyamalan style twist? I don't know. I don't want to get into. It. I hate it, but I, I um, actually haven't seen the whole thing, so it's terrible. It's I'm just, not gonna. It's just grating in every way. Um, Would you put this in the ballpark of regarding Henry if you've seen that one? You know, I don't recall regarding Henry at all. I've seen it. Mm. I know what it's about. Foreshadowing. I have no memory of it. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah, I can't either, really. Yeah. Do well, tell us. Sean. Well, I mean, I'm <laughs> wondering. Forward, I, should, I, know, I know that. <laughs> my pick is coming up. So I, <laughs> <laughs> um, in a nutshell, he plays a character that is, uh, has, has a, an injury, a brain injury, um, and he go, but I mean, it's a, it's it's everyone around him that that cha- like that has to deal with it. Yeah. But he he plays a sympathetic character. Um, he plays it well, I think. Um, you know. Isn't I think isn't the the overall premise is like he's a total asshole. He's a total asshole attorney. And then he, yeah, and what? then he gets in an accident and he's sort of reset he's to a, like a childlike state. Yes, he has, he has to relearn like bullet. everything grow around his skull or something and then yes he has to start over he's not sure what he remembers and what he doesn't and uh yeah i mean it's it's i don't know i didn't oh actually i'm looking at it now it's mike nichols so i, I like him oh mike nichols um, is great yeah i actually I, well, let's just let's just table this one because i think i probably will pick it now i know oh. you guys haven't <laughs> said it. Uh, i won't pick it right away because we're we just did been in june but Right, we'll put that on the shelf. For well, I think I think Mary Stewart Masterson's performance is really good. Yeah, I do too. Like I really, I, I like her. I've always liked her and stuff. I'm always surprised she's not in more things. Yes, um, although she's in stuff I I miss. She's in a lot. Of, I mean, all I think of is some kind of wonderful. Right, this and some kind of wonderful are like the two movies I always think of with her. And in fact, I have a hard time. Oh, there wait, there's that one western too. Um, there's a Western she was in. Yeah, what yes, was that? But other than that, you know, I don't, I, I have a hard time thinking, like, you look at her IMDb, you know, filmography, and it's like, wow, there's a lot on here, and I've never seen any of it, mm-hmm. you know, except for the stuff she did in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree, and I think that's why I mentioned Laura Dern, not because I think Laura Dern is, is, is well, no, I do think I do think Mary, she's more talented. I think Mary Stuart Madison is more talented. Yeah, um, and was was perfect for this. Mm-hmm. And then and one of our usual sort of how the hell did they end up with the lightning in the bottle kind of situation? But and I also think Woody Woody Harrelson doesn't do. I mean, he can. I I, I respect him his work and and you know all everything, but. Um, Something about Aiden Quinn like like sells it more, and I think it's there's a little bit of menace to him, and maybe that's just because you know you see him as a bad guy in Stakeout, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I I agree. He has like you can see, he has an interesting performance because there's always like rage bubbling up, yeah, behind his eyes. He always seems like he's on the verge of just like snapping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I and think it's that's interesting. Why you, that's why you, you know this movie. <laughs> There's no actual like drag out fights, but he does like grab Sam by yeah. the lapel and and try to throw him out of the house and yeah. and he yeah and he's like like you said he's just bottled up. <laughs> yeah. Which is good. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got three characters you don't know what are, are going to do next. <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah, I thought Aiden Quinn was, was good. Um, I, I don't know. I never, I never really liked him one way or the other much in anything. If I had to pick something I liked him best in, I guess it would be this. <laughs> right. I mean, this or I don't know what. Uh, what, what was that one? Legends of the Fall. What was he? Yeah, in that? he was. Yeah, that terrible movie. <laughs> God. <laughs> too, too, yeah. too sprawling for you. Oh, it's just. <laughs> bombastic hokum it's such dog shit i can't even believe it <laughs> it's ridiculous there's not a believable goddamn second in that stupid ass movie so you love it yeah, yeah it's great right. 
God, Jesus. now I don't even know what to pick next. <laughs> I know. I know. Sam, <laughs> <to the> fall. <laughs> you know what movie I really hard. really hate? The Thing. It's garbage. Yeah. Don't yeah. pick it. No way. <laughs> uh, uh, but, I mean, obviously Johnny Depp is the star of this movie, you know, in every way. Um, although, you know, he's great and everything he does is wonderful and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you take away the silent film star stuff. There's nothing to him. There's, yeah, there's very little left. Which is interesting to me in that he is so compelling on screen, but it's all, it's sort of gimmicky, you know, there's this one thing he's doing. It's great. He does it really well. But if that's not there, what's left? I'll tell you what's left. And maybe, and maybe that's not fair, (laughs) you know? He, I'll I'll tell you one of my favorite lines. It's okay. Okay. That's enough. And it's from the scene, the, the sex scene, which is, is uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Benny's coming back and she's like, don't tell Benny. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and <he's> just, <laughs> like the look on his face with that line. Yeah. It just, it just cracked me up. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think this, uh, disproves your point. It's, but it's more like you find things to appreciate about, about him because yeah. I think it, it's, it is so understated. Yeah. Yeah. I think also he's kind of pushing people in the right direction really subtly. Like if you yeah. watch it, mm-hmm. um, it did strike me that it took like, you know, he's the star of the movie and it takes like oh, yeah. 15 minutes for him to show up. <laughs> Maybe even like, I thought it was long even movie. longer. Oh, it, I thought it, it might have been. He's in the tree. He's, he's, he's in the tree for a split second. Oh, yeah. And then like another 15 minutes go by and you're like, and then he shows up, you know, yeah. he's outside the house. I thought he was on the train like just after the credits and the, he's waiting oh, no, he Buster, was, Buster, but, Buster Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. For, but that's... For, but, Okay, two, ten half seconds. a second. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good point. You know, the most. But yeah. it's just you know, it's a it's a it's a ninety eight minute movie. Yeah. And a good, he's in like one minute of the first twenty. But I guess I mean I guess that's why they you know it's called Benny and June, not Benny and June and Sam, or Sam mm-hmm. and June or whatever. Right, true. You know. Right. I think I think he's it's a interesting that he, and he's, he only yeah. has wait, what does he have like ten lines in this movie. You know, he yeah. he says very little, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess when you pair that up with the fact that he's imitating, you know, uh, Buster Keaton and, and um, Harold Lloyd and Charlie Chaplin, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. in that regard, it's quite intentional. Obviously, it's intentional, but I just mean it thematically works in the film's favor, his performance, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you're right. It's when you look at it. <laughs> on its on its on the surface, it's like yeah, he didn't have to do a whole. I mean, he had to do a lot of physical acting. Sure, um, but he not did a whole it lot. Of, he did. Yeah. He definitely right. did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was great. Like I, watching it, I, I kept looking for subtle, like you know, oh, they they probably want to do that that little takeover. Mm-hmm. But it all looks really good. Yeah, the one thing I, that I both. I think is pretty great and also totally unbelievable and kind of dumb in that regard. Is <laughs> that the diner scene when he's they're sitting in oh, the yeah. diner? He's doing a thing with the buns, you know, that uh, Robert Downey Jr. did in Chaplin, and then Ruthie trips, or it wasn't Ruthie, who, uh, one of the other waitresses trips. He leaps yeah. up, he's you know he jumps, he runs down, he swings down, he catches it, and you're like, wow, that's cool. And then he walks over, <laughs> and then he you know he does that thing that that bit with the, the plates. plates. Yeah, and and for a second there, he's moving really fucking fast. And I was like, "Wow, that's really good. That's interesting. How many takes did it take to get to that speed?" And I thought, "This is so ridiculous. Like this could never happen because it would take them days of practicing to pull it off the way we're seeing it right now. And it's supposed to be this, you know, spontaneous thing. So it's like amazing and still kind of dumb. Yeah, but you know, yeah. he practiced that a million times. Yeah, right. Exactly. Even in real life, I guess." But the guy is sitting there just knowing not to move, <laughs> just letting him do it. But yeah, the speed, the speed he reached to doing it, I was like, wow. Dang. Yeah. It impressive. didn't look like a camera trick. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just want to know, he, she didn't trip. He hit, she got hit by one of his rolls and then she oh, spills, spills right, the tray, right. up, slides right. all the way down the counter and he sprints down there and picks yeah, it up. And he does, beats it yeah. to the end. That was yeah. quick. <laughs> It's fun. It's, it is. It was fun. fun. It's good diner fun. It is. I enjoy that scene, but you know, afterwards I thought about it and thought, damn it. 
<laughs> I, mean, it's a, mo- I was just going to say, most of the movie is, I, I, you know, I got to assume the director meant to create something not frivolous, but more lighthearted, you know. Yeah. Dealing with pretty serious themes in a, in a way that may, leaves you feeling pretty good about the world, you know, which isn't easy to do necessarily without it seeming um, like inane and childish and kind yeah. of insulting, which it's too, not. Too saccharine, too. Right, right, uh, right. It, it, too you much. Know, it, it balances. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty tight rope to walk. You know, it's a, it's a balancing act. He does, you know, I think he handles it pretty well. Yeah, like World War II comedies. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> of which I can think of one. Uh, <laughs> top secret? <laughs> Damn it. Two. Two. <laughs> I was going to say 1941. Oh, I was okay. going back to our life is beautiful, too. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah, the hilarious <laughs> life is beautiful. <laughs> we, we like to push the, push the controversy in our, uh, <laughs> on our reviews. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Totally. So maybe only we could get a mentally handicapped person doing a comedy in <laughs> during the Holocaust. Does that movie exist? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So, Sam, do you? Did, how do you feel about rewatching it? Or how many times have this you seen the, it? This is the first time I've seen it since I saw it in the theater. Okay. And I remembered only very a couple things. I re, I remembered the the diner scene. Mm-hmm. And um, that was that was pretty much it. There's the a, the little bit of the stepping on the on the chair to get it the back mm-hmm. to go down slowly and walk off of it. That's those were the two things. His yeah. two. So I guess for not saying anything, his two Buster Keaton Charlie Chaplin maneuvers mm-hmm. were the two things I remembered from this entire movie. Yeah. And when yeah. I was watching it, a lot of it I was like. I don't remember. Like it wasn't even coming back to me. It wasn't like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I was like, what happens next? Like, and and I was trying to think of it. I was like, oh, does she set the house on fire? I was like, I was making Uh, up, remembering things that didn't happen. Or that's funny you say that because that was in the script originally. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, was anyway the way the parents were supposed to have been killed? I don't think so. I think just somewhere because that's what I thought it was. Even watching it when she he says something about her lighting something on fire, and I remember thinking, "Oh my God, is that that's how it happened, isn't it?" She her she burned their house down and killed their parents, and then uh, it was was a car wreck, which I was a little disappointed by. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. And then she when she's in the car, she wears a helmet. So there's the yeah yeah PTSD sort of aspect Mm -hmm. to it. Um, but no, I, enjoy, I, I still enjoy the movie. I think it's, I think it's cute. I, you try, you know, I think the, the downside of reviewing movies is that you go and you try to pick everything apart and you, yeah. and you do that in real time instead of just enjoying it. And this one, I just found myself a number of times just enjoying it. Like, I was like, okay, just, just yeah. kind of watch what happens. I would agree with yeah. that too. Um, That's yeah. a, it's almost like two different things. Your, your brain, I was, I was talking about this when we, with Batman and watching it twice and feeling two different ways about it. And I, and you're, you're right. It is kind of the downside of reviewing this because you think yeah. about it analytically and you're, you know, you're destroying your, your heroes and your conceptions, you know, you're, you're actively subverting your childhood, you know? Yeah. And actually, I, I actually yeah. try not to think of this as a review. I try to, I, when I'm watching these movies and we talk about, it, I try not to think of it as reviewing. I try to think of it as just like a, just a discussion, you know, like a yeah, like you would if you had gone if we had all gone to the movie theater, you know, last night and saw a movie and then stopped off at a bar, had a drink, and and just discussed how we thought about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 for me, that mental mindset helps a little bit while I'm watching. It helps. I, I try. I, I'm able to sort of dial that back a little and just sort of enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Not entirely. It's hard to turn that part off, but a little bit. <laughs> I think it helps. Um, this is probably a good time to note that the three of us are probably high on the scale of people that love to discuss it immediately after watching it. <laughs> it's I, not everybody. I've learned that in my relationships that like I'm not, I'm uh, an exception to the rule. Not you know like <laughs> this isn't normal. Like not everyone likes to immediately talk at length about the movie. <laughs> what worked, what didn't. You know, like immediately. I, I won't like not even out of the theater yet. Yes, <laughs> I have. I, I will mean, agree you know. with you, but I will say that I have seen movies where afterwards, I, in 
someone has tried to talk to me about it. I'm like, no, mm-mm. I got to like, I got to think about this. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it I depends on the movie. marinade. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the movies, I, I, yeah. I do agree that if you, if you don't, if you sleep on it and, and, and then you're thinking about it the next day, that's a good sign. If you're thinking about it a week later, you're like, okay, that movie did something. Right. Yes. Like it, like that, that in itself is, is like, I don't know. No, someone needs a rating system. It's like, did you think about it a week later? Yes. You know, <laughs> uh-huh. but that, that That's in itself a is a victory because yeah. most of it just goes in and out. Yeah, sure. Do you think that extends to across genres? Like if, if it's a comedy and you're thinking about it for a week, is that the same kind of thing as you, sure. know, you, you watch 12 monkeys and you're like, I still thinking about it, you know, or is it? Yes. It is the same. I agree. Okay. No, I think but, so. but comedy stick with you in a different way too, because you can be somewhere else in the future and something reminds you of it or it just pops in your head and it makes you smile. Like whoever that director and actor and everyone else who made it, like that's a victory. Like what more could you ever want than to sure. have made a movie 30 years ago and, and it pops in your head, even mm-hmm. though you haven't watched it in 20 years and it still makes you smile. Yeah. yeah. Like that's success. Yeah. And uh, Chechik, says um in some this read some clip of an interview about you know how it's had longevity has become kind of a cult favorite and uh he you know he appreciates that he knows it wasn't it he knows it wasn't it was a little lighthearted fair and mm-hmm. um the interesting part about that little interview is he talks about finding the house um mm-hmm. you know they're looking in Seattle Tacoma and um they you know there's a loose photo of um of the house under under a bridge and it slips out and they, um, there's nothing on it. He doesn't know where it is. And they, they, uh, you know, goes with the producer up to Spokane and they look for that. They like sleuth it out, figure out wow. where this house is. That's crazy. And then, you know, they just got obsessed with it. And, and fortunately the person, the people who live there were like, okay, cool. They put them up in a hotel and they, they shot that yeah. house. They, they added the, the um, house was pretty amazing. It is cool. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you can see how like that, that sort of seeped into the entire movie sure that vibe yeah on the, it, on, under the bridge and by a river yeah it was yeah it was pretty cool um and actually they as of two, 2018 they're still <clears throat> you can still go there and rent it on airbnb oh yeah I'm not sure about these days but yeah i wonder if it's expensive <laughs> i wonder how many you know, artifacts from the movie they have laying around or if but it's then just you have like... to go to Spokane, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with a guy in Wisconsin before I moved who grew up in Spokane and woof. woof. Boy, he did not have good things to say oh. about that town. <laughs> Boy, did he hate it. What about the, but I mean, the Northwest in general, did he, did like the area, just not Spokane? Don't recall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just hated Spokane. I mean... I love Wisconsin, but if, you know, as far as beauty goes, I think moving from there to Wisconsin is a bit of a step down. A little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Which is fine, but it's I mean, fine. If, like if you're looking for natural beauty, Northern Wisconsin is the way to go. Right. But maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, I guess if you don't have any more answers, I'll stop questioning you. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I can't even I was remember. not expecting, I have to admit, the... The segue into trash talking Spokane <laughs> and somehow <laughs> elevating the I know. the beauty of and I've never been there. Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> like Seattle, does that count? I don't know. It does. I think does. Seattle's an awesome city. Yeah. <laughs> I I was trying to remember. Um, I was like, I kept thinking, why is so Spokane, Spokane sound familiar? And I was like, oh, I think my dad was born there. And then I saw in the notes Tacoma. I'm like, oh no, shit, he was born in Tacoma. Um, <laughs> so I guess I've seen Tacoma and I've seen, I mean, I've been in that area. I've never been to Spokane. So maybe that, maybe your friend is right. Maybe it was, maybe it's a real shithole. <laughs> I mean, this was 22 years ago. So maybe, th- maybe they've turned it around. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, they do have a film festival there apparently. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, there you, well, there you go. <laughs> For whatever it's worth. Yeah. That pretty much elevates it. <laughs> Right. I'm I'm sensing Spokane fan mail coming. I know. <laughs> or hate mail. Hate mail. <laughs> sure. Sorry, everybody. It wasn't me. <laughs> so uh, this is pretty early in Johnny Depp's uh, put on a goofy hat and act kind of goofy. Yeah. Uh, 
stereotype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it's after Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. But yeah, he, he did a lot of that. I know. He looks so young in this. All the time I was watching, I was like, my God, he looks like a child. <laughs> I guess we should mention he is a double up from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Due diligence. Is there any more of that business? <sighs> you would I don't think so. I think Julianne Moore was in something we've covered. She's in a lot. Was she? Yeah. Eh, maybe not. I think she really is good in this. I, I mean, yeah, she's, I, she's good. good in everything, but but I think that she, um, as an ensemble, it's like even, uh, was it Oliver? Uh, Platt? Oliver Platt, yeah. He's great, but yeah. he he's sort of a minor character. Sure. And even William H. Macy is a minor. Very, oh, yeah. He has a really part. small role. Yeah. Um, I oh, guess and Dan was... Han, Dan Hadea, 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 whatever. I like that dude. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> but as you know, as as far as that goes, I think they picked they picked their cast accordingly, and that's why it just still boggles my mind that there is such a different. Like Winona Ryder changes the vibe as well. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's different. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you end up with a different movie. Sure. I agree. A lesser movie, perhaps, but maybe not. Maybe maybe it could have been a different kind maybe of movie not. and been good. I mean, I think about Girl Interrupted. I'm like, she's good in that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're spiritually related. Yeah. A little. A little bit. And we love her in Beetlejuice, of course. Right. Yes. And actually... Um, Edward Scissorhands and Edward yeah that's right that's why they didn't need to be together in this movie is that they'd just done that was yeah. it um, how many years apart is that is it uh, they were only a year apart weren't they is that uh, right am I remembering that right I honestly I don't know I'm still trying to f- <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how you go from Christmas vacation to this <laughs> I know <laughs> Edward Scissorhands was 1990. Oh, okay. A couple of years. Hmm. Like, what What that, did they figure out about this Chechik guy that was like, oh, he can do this too? Or <laughs> or maybe I'm missing something about Christmas Vacation. Maybe it's... Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's similarities I'm just not picking up on. I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah. love them both. I like both of these movies very a lot, but... I just would not have put that together. I, 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 when I, when the movie came on, I saw the name. I was like, looks familiar, but I can't think of what it is. And then, you know, Christmas vacation. I'm like, what? Well, Uncle Eddie's a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm overthinking it. It's, you know. Yeah. (laughs) The, um, I did. I do. When I was watching this movie again, I I kept having thoughts along the lines of, "Oh right, that was in the trailer. Oh yeah, I remember that from the trailer. Oh, I remember that from the trailer." Hmm. And along those lines, I um I really my favorite part of this movie, the whole movie, is the climax huh. when she is in the room and she sort of turns around, and then there's that really nice slow motion shot of Johnny Depp slowly swinging across the outside of her window <laughs> and then her reaction to it. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a really nice climax to this movie. Really well done, really effective. <coughs> also in the trailer. <laughs> oh, is it really? Wow. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. And even though it's really improbable that two of them saw him and, sh- and the doctor didn't, she just walks out. Oh, sure. Well, <laughs> you st- you're like, you're still rooting for it. You're like, just leave, just get out of here. You know, you don't want to, you know, cause you know, it's going to be mayhem if, if she's, dis- I mean, right. Yeah. Uh, other than, you know, he, he broke his foot or something. Right. <clears throat> but, and I, that's probably a criticism too, is that like the doctor is like, you know, grinding this axe of like, okay, you got to be getting a group home. You got to get your group home. And then suddenly she's like, try an apartment on your own. Okay. See you later. I'll write the orders. You know, it's a little too, I mean, like you've, you, we've already said it's, it's a little bit too convenient, too easy to, to tie it up. But I guess that's probably because Benny assumes that somebody, there has to be a caretaker of some kind. 
and he didn't and once he finally sees how cool Sam is, he's like, Oh, you know, this we could solve a couple problems here. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, there's one more double up. Oh yeah? Mm. Yeah. Dan Hadaya. Oh, he's in Blood Simple. Oh. Yep. Duh. Durr. Yeah. Nice one. Yes. Good call. Should we talk about the soundtrack? If we must. <clears throat> we have we to. We must. <laughs> if it weren't for the soundtrack, I wouldn't know what the word haver is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot that it came. that song comes back at the end, too. Yeah. Um, I still like that song. Yeah, sure. It's good. I like it too. I, I guess it does remind me of the movie, but I guess it reminds me, doesn't remind me of any specific thing in the movie since I couldn't remember any of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, this is the Proclaimers. It's the song from Benny and June. I was yeah. surprised actually that it's, it kicks off with this. I, I thought they'd, uh, you know, my, my memory of it isn't so clear, but I, I thought it was held back, you know, Till the end, which it is. I mean, they do revisit it, but I didn't. I didn't recall that it was at the beginning. I was surprised. Yeah, me too. Which is silly because when this movie came out, the song wasn't popular. So I'm looking at it with this ridiculous, you know, time machine glasses on. Thinking, exactly. Why didn't they hold it back? It's such a popular <laughs> song. There, you know. <laughs> In fact, the movie made it popular. It's right. yeah, it of course, was like five years saying. later. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, they didn't know. Fools. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a good song. I actually yeah, remember Casey Kasem talking about that in the countdown. Oh yeah, was that was that this song was was there, he was talking about songs that were released and then years later became popular. Yeah, and the we're used to things like um, songs coming back, like like uh, the Isley Brothers song that was in Ghosts. Like okay, it was popular in the '60s. It was popular again in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Or Bohemian Rhapsody, which is popular like every you know is is hit the top top of the English charts like three or four different times now. Um, but this one was one that like, it was not popular at all. And then a movie <laughs> made it a, a top and it hit number three. Yeah. Huh. And it, it's funny is it wasn't even sort of, you know, some songs sort of become the, the movies kind of anthem there, you know, it's their, it's the focal point of their whole soundtrack, but this, it, you know, it's in the beginning, it's at the end. I mean, yeah, it's bookended, but it didn't feel like it was lent any more weight, you know, than I don't know you would expect. Yeah, I think it's kind of it's interesting that it became such a huge hit. Yeah, Sam obviously noticed the sound Sound Garden song. Oh yeah, yep. Which one? Uh, when he's, he's cleaning. Yeah, um, he's playing it in the boombox. Yeah, it's really loud. What's really loud? Was it? I it's honestly I can't remember the title of it. I know oh. I know I know it, but. Yeah, it's not it's not a it's not one of their hits. And it's not even one of their loudest songs by at all. So when she was like, Oh so loud, I was like, Really? So loud? <laughs> <laughs> but then again. I mean I, yeah, I don't know. It it's weird to think about the things that set her off or don't set her off. Um not to go back into that whole conversation, but there's yeah, I mean, it's funny that she's like, he, he didn't mean to do it. He did what? He cleaned. He cleaned the house. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I mean, he really doesn't do anything harmful to anyone ever. Sure. Right? right. I mean. Yes. You I are th- correct. I thought that, um, um, just quickly, my my quick memories of this, scant memories are, uh, you know, ironing grilled cheese Mm-hmm. And uh, Oliver Platt going salad shooter, you know that's <laughs> <laughs> those are my two yeah. memories of it. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think he really. I don't know. I, I don't know what I want you know to happen. I guess I just, oh, I was thinking of when he was uh, applying to the movie store, and he mm-hmm. he's get he you know apparently he's he wrote with his left hand, so it looked more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um. But then it's like not explained how he actually gets the job, right? <laughs> which is fine. I don't. I don't know yeah. that. It's just that, yeah. He just doesn't. Really, he just doesn't do anything really um, 
on par with what she does. Like she's the problem. She's the, you know, the issue that at, at hand. And he's, he's this wild card, amazing person that, I mean, other than like getting Benny upset, he really doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So I guess that's what we want. We don't, we don't really want a villain anywhere. I mean, except for mental illness, if you want to say that, but right. Yeah. All right, we got a fact check right now before before we get called on it. Okay, it's not a Soundgarden song. It's Temple of the it's Dog. A Temple of the Dog. You're right. You're absolutely right <laughs> about that. Forward back. Yep, you're absolutely yeah. right. I knew that, and I fudged it up. So it's not even um, a double up for music. So shit. Have you guys ever heard another song by the Proclaimers? Uh, I As can't to your memory. Sing it, but I think I've heard one. Yeah, I don't think I ever have. <laughs> but one tops like <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I mean, we couldn't name one. Yeah, nothing comes to mind. Poor bastards. Unless the, um, yeah, there must be one in a movie. <laughs> in a movie, I mean, there must be a one, another one in a movie because I feel like yeah, they they translated this to another one, but I guess so, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're they're um. Their their lead singer um, has been really honest. He said that uh, the band's earnings from that song alone are about five times the rest of their catalog. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure. So, but that I mean, who, great. I mean, <laughs> everybody wants to be a one hit wonder. Absolutely, <laughs> zero hit wonder. Sure. <laughs> they have a song called "Better Days." I'm guessing it's not a remake of the Graham Nash song. Great. So we're going to get angry letters from Spokane people and Proclaimers fans. <laughs> They're like, what about this one? Come on. <laughs> well, they had a single out before it called Make My Heart Fly and one after it called Sunshine on Lay It. Oh. But wasn't that the name of their album, though? Sunshine on Lay It? Yeah. Not yeah, that, that, matters, that is one of theirs. Yeah, I don't know. That's what this "I'm Gonna Be" was on. I think that is I, correct. It's, yes. it's it's really cute. One of the one of the things on on, on Wikipedia is "I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles" has become a live staple at the Proclaimers concerts. <laughs> you imagine oh, a concert where they didn't play it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mean, like, what the heck? That's <laughs> <laughs> become a staple. A live staple. <laughs> One song you know. <laughs> We're going to play it. Yes. I guess they, they should have, like, in contrast to Radiohead, which went 20 years without playing the song Creep. <laughs> yes. And also, I think this reinforces the uh, idiom if it's not Scottish, it's crap! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I say that all the time. Do you really? I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> well, part of it's probably the timing. People are like, what's that on the CT scan? I'm like, it's not Scottish as crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as long as we're talking about a Mike Myers sketch, you mentioned Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And uh, he was, you know, I was just caught an interview recently in it, um, from a couple years ago, and he was talking about. Uh, I guess it was right after um, Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie came out, and he plays a agent, I think, or a producer. Yeah, or, you know, small part. Um, but he said, you know, he loved it, and you know, all this stuff. And then they they talked about how he had to fight for Bo Bohemian Rhapsody to be a part of uh, Wayne's World, and he actually <laughs> overshadowed a bit. He was like, you know, uh, they wanted some uh, shoot, what was it? You know, some some big rock, more more of a rocker, more modern. Uh, I can't remember, but and Lauren Michaels was like, "You re you really like this song?" And he's like, "Yeah, I, I know. If, if if you can't make this happen, I don't I don't think I want to do this movie." And Lauren, oh man, yeah. And Lauren Michaels was like, "So let me get this straight. You've never done a movie, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you don't want to do this one because of a song, and <laughs> you know." And then it's like, 
he, he admits like, yeah, I, I shouldn't have done that. I was crazy, but, <laughs> but it worked, you know, he got the song and it was like, yeah. you know, he and his friends, uh, you know, used to do the, the Bohemian Rhapsody and it was like, they would make fun of each other if someone stepped on their, you know, you know, someone got the wrong part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, well, that, cute, cute that movie made that song a huge hit. Absolutely. Yes. He was right. Yeah. I, I absolutely. He just yeah. like, it's fu- weird to think about him before he had, he was a massive yeah. movie star, not just this guy who played Simon who likes to do draw rings. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And sprockets. What were we talking about before? And sprockets, yeah. <laughs> I think we were talking about the movie Benny and June at one point. Mm. That's a good we? movie. Yeah. Yeah. I heard of it. I like that one. So what age do you have to be to watch it? Any age. Thirteen? Yeah. Yeah. Twelve. Um what, I, I did think know. a lot about parenting because I've even though it's a brother sister movie, it seemed like for a lot of the movie you're you you see Benny as the parent. Yeah, and she's you know the mm-hmm. the youngling that that can't sure. look after herself, and so that, so there was a lot of that sort of young love quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even though there are what I mean, she's supposed to be at least in her twenties. Yeah, um, I don't know, but it had sort that's of true. teen quality to it, you know. So yeah. I don't know. Let's go with uh, fifteen. You gotta be fifteen. <laughs> I don't know. Kids would probably like <clears throat> all of Johnny Depp's shtick. Yeah. Yeah. It, it made me want to play poker <laughs> with little scraps of paper. I had I had a, a, the fleeting thought that um, I guess Texas Hold'em wasn't invented yet when this movie was made, or wasn't well, uh, you know pop, or not invented huge, wasn't yeah. uh, hadn't been popularized yet. Right. Because nowadays, if you see anyone in a movie playing poker, you know, they're playing Hold'em. They're not playing draw. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, yes, that was really the thing that antiquates this movie. Totally. <laughs> also, <laughs> one, one detail I thought was odd, and, and, and this could be just me, but here's a guy who owns an auto, you know, an auto repair shop. He looks pretty successful in, in that regard, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know he's got employees and whatever, and he seems to be sort of a gearhead car guy. He drives around a El Camino. <laughs> what? Like, Those are cool cars. Are they? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I don't know if I mean, they are. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a a it's regular hard to say. car with a pickup truck back end. I mean, <laughs> it looked cool from the front. It had a, you know, <laughs> clearly he takes good care of it. It had a nice, powerful, loud engine, but I don't know. It just seems silly. Yeah. <laughs> Am I, El Camino's a cool car, huh? All right. Well, more, more, okay. more hate mail. It <laughs> 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 is a cool car, That's you great. shit. Signed, <laughs> Howard El Camino. <laughs> Inventor of the El Camino. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean... Well, the we hadn't touched on the part that, or the the fact that the script was originally going to be in L.A. and he's going to be like a psychiatrist or something. Really? Yeah, which wouldn't have worked Benny? at all. Yeah, but it was supposed to be like a loudmouth sort of overbearing Ugh. character. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, doesn't it? Uh, huh. I think they. I think once they moved to, I, I I don't know exactly when they shifted to the everyman sort of character uh, working in cars, but. Again, if we go back to the, you know, Aiden Quinn fits that bill. Um, Aiden Quinn overbearing psychiatrist guy. Eh, mm-hmm. I don't want to see that. No. Also, I don't want to see the psychiatrist brother of someone with mental illness. That doesn't right. sound good. It actually, to me, that sort of steals some of the empathy or sympathy factor away. Like, here's a guy who, if anyone can deal with this, it should be him. That character, mm-hmm. a psychiatrist, like uh, I don't know, yeah. Right. To, but it makes it seems like the stakes are raised so much more and so much more interesting if it's just an average Joe blue collared dude, right? Who yeah. has been sort of winging it all this time because he doesn't know what the fuck to yeah, do. Yeah, and his sin is only being overprotective, not being right. a total douche or or being way out over his skis and, and missing the obvious, right? Makes mm. it more, he's more really relatable. Yeah, to yeah, definitely, else. definitely. Yeah. yeah, that sounds terrible. They were wise to change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good thing they fixed it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, what are we doing next? Yeah. Well, what's going on here? Any money? Mo- oh, it's my turn. Uh, so we're gonna go with. Um, we're not going with regarding Henry, although that's I was tempted to go there, but I would like to change <laughs> gears. Uh, maybe not that kind of. Um, semi-serious uh, comedy sort of ilk. I'm going to go back to <laughs> my uh, my Rubicon of randomness and pick a movie I have not seen before. Hmm. Really? Yeah, whatever noise you want to insert there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's from 1980. It's got some people you know and it's not, it's not a be- it's got Michael J. Fox. So let's put it that way. Um, 1980 1980 wow um mm. and it's it's so been on my list and i was back like back I'm, to the future it is yeah so yeah. i'm not sure was teen wolf before back to the future no i mean that's teen wolf's like 84 which or 85 maybe it, well back to the future is 85 the they're pretty close and maybe teen wolf's 86 oh he did that after back to the future all right 85 it's 85 <laughs> okay wow all right. Yeah, so it's I'm before. Anyway, you're way off because this is before he was like, before he was Alex Keaton. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I have no idea what he did before Family Ties. Um, it's a teen goofy comedy-ish. Well, it's college. It's college students. Um, shenanigans. Uh, there's a scavenger hunt. I'm just sort of giving you bits of the, of the info because i as i haven't watched well, it i can't really like give a movie it. i should have seen but yeah i think that's how i uh, f- came to it i was like this, i how have i not seen this i gotta see what this is whether it's crap or not i gotta see this i have no idea okay um yeah. it's uh called midnight madness never even heard of it it's pg um it's gonna be a little difficult to find i think it's on amazon for rent um but uh yeah i don't know just thought I'd throw a wild card in the mix since we've been doing some popular movies. I mean, when Cohen picks a movie like this, you you gotta you gotta figure something's out of whack here. <laughs> I've never even heard of this. Yeah, me neither. I just looked at IMDb and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. I never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was just I uh, saved this one for a rainy day and here we are. I like scavenger hunts. Yeah, that intrigued me too. I think that's so this will this be the first movie we none of us have seen? Oh. No, didn't. What about Missouri Breaks? Had any of us seen that? Oh, I had not. That's true. Yeah. Nice catch. I think you, you pulled that one before. <laughs> but at least I knew we knew the people in it and we knew something about it. I don't know. All right. Hmm. I mean, it has Deborah Klinger in it, not to be mistaken with Deborah Binger. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah Colonel Klinger. Ah. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I didn't I did, honestly I didn't I've I've never I've never looked closely at Michael J. Fox's filmography, I guess, which is strange. I'm looking at a picture, he looks really young. But I, I guess I just I guess I never realized he did anything before holy shit, he's in class of nineteen eighty four? I never uh, realized he did so much stuff before uh, before Family Ties. Uh, we're going to have to save this discussion to oh, next yeah, sorry, time. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Otherwise you'll be like, Trapper John M.D., why, he was the brainchild? <laughs> <laughs> I love Trapper John. Right. Um, <laughs> so, Midnight Madness. Sounds like a winner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. How do we miss this one? Yeah. I got a feeling we're going to be doing some serious searching to find this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, the, that's the scavenger hunt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I see Stephen First is also in it. He was in uh, Animal House. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Shut, yes. I'll shut up. Save it. Save it. Save it. I mean, shut it. Shut it. Um, <laughs> oh, it's on YouTube, the whole movie. Really? Oh. There you go. Everybody can watch it with us. <laughs> Do you have to have an account, or is it just out there? Uh, let's see. I don't know why. I, I just it looks I, like I, it is just out there. Is out there? Okay. All right. 
Or you can is, rent is this it. a is this a a Disney movie? It, it yes. does say Disney Productions. Yeah, that also caught my eye. <laughs> huh. Oh yeah, All I right. see. Um, yeah, I it's think, available. Yeah. It's on. It says it's on Prime Video. Yeah, I Ooh, think for rent. But then it says. <laughs> that's what it's I hate not. about it. It's, it's, still, it says, it's for rent. Yeah, it says Prime. Like that makes any. It should. It should just say Amazon, so you know it's not free. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Midnight Madness. Excellent. Oh, and the guy from um, American World in London. Just All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been the film with three brains. Well, we got to cut this off now before we have a double feature here. Two episodes in one. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> Adios. Thanks for. Ha- oh, this was our best review <laughs> until you read until, until we over. Yeah. We overstepped. All right. Well, we'll just, you know. Maybe you stop before the end, and then that's still our best nah, review. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> let it ride. Yep. Bye. Oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>